out from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket and a mop. That's some wet ass pussy. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. Welcome back to the Say It Again podcast. My name is Anthony Kane. All right, boys. What's up, boys? I've uh, I've got a lot of I want to get through this episode, but first I want to I want to first talk about uh, a really a really obscure topic that I bet no one else is talking about. It's cyberpunk. Uh, I honestly just want to talk about it because it's still kind of relevant, and I'm usually late to these things, but fucking made it, boys. All right, listen, this cyberpunk thing is ridiculous. Okay, if you guys haven't heard, if you somehow been living under a rock, because like honestly, living under a rock, I'm such a boomer. If you've been living under a rock and you somehow missed this uh, cyberpunk thing, because, I mean, this has reached, like, mainstream news now at this point. Like, this is absurd. Okay, well, let me just break it down for you. So there's this really hyped... Uh, all right, well, there's this company, CD Projekt Red. They made The Witcher games, wildly successful. The Witcher 3 sold, like, 8 million units. I'm going to look that up while I'm talking. So they make these really good games, right? And widely regarded as some of the best games ever made uh see uh 28 million dude 20 witcher 3 sold 28 million copies in its lifetime and it's still gonna keep that's just gonna keep going up that is insane that's an insane amount of games to sell so they have all this goodwill they treat their customers well uh you know because the gaming the gaming the gaming uh, uh, industry is just so unbelievably fucked right now, dude. And, like, the the company, like, they, they don't care about the consumers, dude. They just don't. I mean, the developers and uh, writers and all the stuff, like, people, like, making the game, they I have to imagine they care a little bit. But, I mean, just generally, I mean, fuck, the people in management don't care. But, anyway, back to CD Projekt Red. So, they have this game called Cyberpunk 2077. They announced this back in, like, 2013, I think, was the first trailer. It was a pretty wild trailer. Uh, this girl was getting shot, and the bullets were like bouncing off her. You know, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, whenever that game comes out, that'll be tight. And they always said it'll be done when it's finished. And I'm like, perfect. I, that's all I've ever wanted a, a company to say. And so then they release, they do a release date, and it's like, uh, I think the first release date was like last September or November, I think. Uh, you know, everyone know the, knows the memes. It got pushed back like three or four times. Had seven years of development, and then lo and behold, the game comes out. And it's a fucking mess. It's a fucking disaster. It barely runs. It looks terrible. And, like, look, I'm not the kind of guy... I'm really not the kind of guy who gives a shit about graphics, you know? I'd rather play a good game than a pretty game. Uh, if I were to pick... I mean, I'm thinking of, like, some of my favorite games. Dragon Age Origins, that's debatably my favorite game of all time. That game looks horrible. <laughs> I could say it. <laughs> that game looks terrible. It's from 2009. It was kind of a mess back then, too. It looks like an MMO. I love that game because it's so fun and the story and characters. But you know what a slut I am for story. We'll get into that in a little bit. So they release it and it's a fucking mess. And just to share my personal experience with the game, I uh, I bought it on my PC. I've I've bought a PC because I'm I'm now that guy. I don't have the internet to play online, so what is even the point? But you know, whatever. I play I play <laughs> I play on PC primarily now. Uh, and so I get it. And I take the corporal life path because I was like, you know what? That sounds cool. I like that they give you the option to go and be a corp, uh, uh, a corporation agent. If you guys aren't up to date on the lore, on the cyberpunk lore, <coughs> COVID. So, <clears throat> so I, you know, I'm thinking like it's going to be like Dragon Age Origins. Not to bring it up again, I'm thinking it's going to be like Dragon Age Origins, where the first, you know, whatever life path you pick, uh, the first, you know, like two hours, maybe a couple hours are going to be uh, like some cool opening mission, right? Like, oh man. Hey, the whole your whole first two or three hours of the, your game is going to be stealing a, a 
rival corporation secrets. I don't know. They were kind of building up a little bit because there's like a part where you have to choose to either pull out a net runner or leave him in the field. And I was like, oh shit, is this going to be like our main mission? And so, well, let me just tell you my first clue that this wasn't, uh, I don't even know if it's like a broken promise or like my expectations getting away from me, but we'll, we'll get to that. So anyway, so you go in, talk to your boss, right? And it's like, oh, I'm fucking evil. Let's do this for money. You know, other cyberpunk shit, you know, get it. Um, I, I like it. I'm just talking shit. But the, um, so there's supposed to be this big moment, right? Where he's like, he says something like, now just look at that city. Or he says something like, oh man, look at look out the window and take in that view. And this is supposed to be like, the first moment like this is supposed to be the big moment where you see the city for the first time like this is like if, you, if you've ever played fallout 3 i mean you know this happens in all the fallout games but fallout 3 specifically is the best vault opening sequence like that's a gaming memory that'll stick in my head for my entire life honestly first time you come out and see the capital wasteland oh, it's it leaves you in awe because you're like all right here's the world i'm 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 so ready to explore this this whole world and get lost in it, and that's the desired effect. Unfortunately, the uh, <laughs> the shutters open and the window or the fucking blinds slide up, and I literally restarted my game because I thought something fucked up with my graphics card. <laughs> that's not a joke. And then when I went back and did it again, I the same thing happened, and I was like, "Oh, this is just the game." It was bad, guys. It looked like a PS One game, like the textures were all blocky like the uh the buildings just looked like cardboard boxes there was the uh, there was like a repeating like if you look down at the street you know you'd think there'd be like cars driving but it was literally like it was literally just like they looped a car animation and then like there's a car flying around and it looped like three times and i'm like dude i'm i'm literally 20 minutes into this game and my immersion's already broken like this is absurd and so you know, you look up and there's like an ad, right? And I've seen I've seen what these ads are supposed to look like. I've seen the trailers that they showed. And if you want to say, oh, well, they were showing a cutscene, fine. I still expect more than this. So the ad is like, it's a, it's like a sphere. It's like a hologram or whatever. It's like a sphere. And there's two fish uh, swimming around it, right? You know, it's not like a crazy in-depth animation, but, you know, they're moving. They're like swimming around it. And so I look at that thing and the, <laughs> the fish are just moving statically around this thing and holy shit dude i was like really okay this is <laughs> this is not a finished game okay i am um, and i'm not i don't mean to shit talk obviously i'm just you know we're busting balls because frankly they deserve it you know i i hate these people who are like you can't talk shit on these kind of games because they take a really long time to develop and a lot of people work on them and a lot of people do work on them and i appreciate the work that they did do because the story and story's fantastic the gameplay is pretty all right i i'll be honest i don't think i've played enough to really make a full judgment on that i'm only like 11 hours in i think i don't know i've been doing i've been driving around a lot i haven't done a lot of combat and shit i'm doing an inch i'm doing a net runner build but the point is is that you know i appreciate the work that they put all put into all this shit and i can appreciate all the different ways there are to you know approach um uh, fucking word encounters encounters and it's like, I appreciate that, but the fact that it's this much of a mess shouldn't be normalized because, and this is all speculation. This is just entirely speculation at this point on my part. If it were, if I were to make a guess as to what happened, the, and this is a problem with the games industry in general is that they announce these games way too fucking early and then they announce the release date 
way too fucking early. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they announced the November, or what was it? Uh, the fucking, uh, the last release date, the November 17th, or no, the April one. They re- announced that like two years ago, I'm pretty sure. And they're like, ooh, psych, we're going to delay it till November. And then they built up all the hype, you know, in between April and November. They had Night City Wire, which was like their big, uh, uh, not intro, their fucking, uh, their their, uh, like cross-marketing thing. They would talk about different aspects from the game. They went really detailed. I was kind of impressed, actually. They did one, um, you know, they had little featurettes. They did the one on the cars, on like guns, on like the gangs in the city and shit. And I was like, sick, you're building up hype. I'm trusting you. You're taking a lot of delays and you've taken a lot of time. I understand. Please make it as good as you can possibly can. And so I've seen idiots online blaming people, blaming like the consumers for building up the hype and then like complaining when they delayed the game. And I'm like, no, that's not the consumer's fault. That's entirely the management's fault because they released the date. They were like, hey, it'll be done by now. They pushed it back four times, three or four times. I think it was three actually. I think about it. They pushed it back three times. And so there's a level of expectation. You know, I like... I would have rather like for the I was bad and let me just explain this game really quick. Like it graphically, it looks fine on PC. It looks passable. It looks okay. There's texture pop in, and a lot of time the game just crashes. There's bugs out of the fucking ass. Like I've I've heard horror stories of the consoles of the of the PS4 and Xbox One, and I my heart weeps because I'm now that guy who's like <laughs> I'm now a PC guy, and I'm like well. You guys are split on PC. It'll actually run. <laughs> and I hate myself for being that guy, but I'm that guy now. So, you know, I anyway, I've heard horror stories of how the consoles are just even worse. My buddy Isaiah, shout out Isaiah. He's somehow been playing the entire game all the way through, and I have no idea how he's done it. But there's just popping. Like, I've gotten cops because, like, people will just, like, pop into my car, like, in through my car, and then immediately ragdoll. And I'll get cops, and I'm like in the middle of a mission, and I'm like, I can't do this. And I was like, God fucking damn, I have to reload a save. And it's just like, it's not the fact that the graphics look meh. It's the fact that, you know, you're expecting $64.99 or however much it is with tax. $70 now on the next-gen consoles, which is fucking absurd, but I'm not going to get on that rant. You're expecting seven. let let's just round up. You're expecting $70 for this game. I at least, I at least expect... No, I don't expect it. I demand that it at least work. I demand that it be at least worth my $60, you know? And that's my main issue is like, it, it, I can't, I don't even know who to blame. I do not know who to blame. Is it the developer's fault? Is it the shareholder's fault? Fault? Is it the uh, stockholder? Is it the stockholder shareholders? Is it the management's fault? I really don't know. I really have no idea. And, you know, Shout out to them. Shout out to CD Projekt Red for doing refunds and everything. You know, that's great. But they shot themselves in the foot there because then Sony took the fucking game off the PlayStation Store, dude. And you know why? It's because Sony's such fucking assholes. They hate doing any kind of refunds. And apparently CD Projekt Red didn't tell them that they were offering refunds to everybody and then fucked their server or like fucked their whole system because everyone, or everyone, every single person on earth, a lot of people were demanding uh, refunds, rightfully so. And, it, and they were like, hey, we'll do it this time, but we're taking your game off the store because you don't fuck with us. It's crazy, dude. Like, I feel like we're living in Cyberpunk 2077 right now. I feel like I'm in Night City, except not nearly, not with this, the cool sci-fi shit and just more corporate dystopia. I had to have some water. Sorry, boys. Like, fuck, I was looking at it, and I was like, man, 
you make the real world a little bit more sci-fi and slightly more shitty, we're, it's just Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, corporations just fucking run everything. Everyone's depressed. I'm depressed. I don't know. But the um, So I just wanted to rant about Cyberpunk for a minute because, like, I'm mostly just because I'm mad at people who blame the consumers in these situations. Because there are situations where consumers do kind of, I don't want to say ruin things, but, you know, maybe they'll build up an expectation of a game and then it'll come out and it won't be what they think. And that's kind of what happened with No Man's Sky. You know, I don't want to get into the whole No Man's Sky thing because there's a, a, a mini a mini doc on YouTube by Internet Historian. It's very good. It's uh, it's it's called The Ingoodening of, good, of No Man's Sky. It tells the whole story. It's about an hour long. tells the whole behind the scenes. It's very interesting, and I hate that No Man's Sky... I, I'm glad they. I'm glad they're doing well, but I kind of hate that they they did as well as they did because now other companies can be like, "Oh fuck, we can release an unfinished game and just make it good eventually." But the thing is, is that there's a lot of bullshit behind the scenes with No Man's Sky and uh, Hello Games. I couldn't remember their name, <clears throat> and Hello Games, and it's not the same kind of situation as, uh, say, uh, uh, Fallout seventy six, where they just got lazy and didn't give a shit. <laughs> Instead, it was like, hey. We're kind of fucked, and we have to release the game in this state. And that might be what happened with Cyberpunk. I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I'm not in on these uh, big shareholder meetings. Sorry, guys. I don't have the inside scoop. But it's just not the same situation, it seems like. And I hate that No Man's Sky is always the example. I hate it because, like, this shouldn't be normalized. They shouldn't. These companies should not release games that aren't done. That are not done. And then it'll be like, oh, well, we'll patch it. And it's like, well, fuck. What's, what is the point of me buying the game? If I'm just going to be waiting for the game to be finished later. Now, God bless Hello Games and CD Projekt Red. They haven't introduced, they didn't introduce uh, microtransactions. <clears throat> well, Halo Game, er, Halo, Hello Games ha never did. They never charged for any updates, never charged for anything. No microtransactions at all, I think, in that game. I'm actually not sure. Same with uh, CD Projekt Red says, says they're going to be doing the same thing. They're going to be doing regular free updates, which is nice. But that's kind of like the bare minimum. <laughs> that's kind of like what's expected, you know? Like, uh, I'm sure if EA, EA was doing something like this, they'd probably charge for every big update. But, like, it should just be free. Like, they shouldn't really get praised. Like, it's nice. Like, I'm not trying to shit. I'm not trying to say, hey, you know, take your free fucking updates and go fuck yourself. I'm just saying, like, that's expected, you know? Cool. I'm, I'm glad. You know, it's like if you hit someone's car, you know, hey, I apologize. It's like, well, yeah, that's what you should do. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm sticking with the game honestly because I like it enough. It's uh, it's uh, oh, fuck, what's, dude. I just woke up. I'm sorry, guys. I'm doing an early morning podcast. Early morning being 11:30 in the morning. Uh, Keanu Reeves. It's definitely his best role I think I've ever seen him in because I really don't like him as an actor. I'm sure he's. A, I'm sure Keanu's a great guy. I'm positive. I would love to meet Keanu. I'm sure it'd be great. I can't really act to save his life, but that's fine. You know. I mean, hey, I probably can't act either. I wouldn't know. He's very good in this game, though. I gotta say, he just plays this fucking asshole. It's just <laughs> Keanu Reeves. I have a silver hand. That sounds like Nicolas Cage. Anyway, I'm sticking with the game. I'm not gonna refund it. I'm still kind of playing it. I'll admit, my hype for it and like my excitement for it has kind of died down now that I've seen it and I uh, I've played it and I'm like, all right, it's fun. I get it, but I mean, I'm not so insanely. Like, I have to play it all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm more just like, eh. I'm probably going to end up playing it later today, though, because I want to work on stuff, but I also don't really want to. So uh, we will see. I don't know. We'll we'll have to keep our eyes on this game for a little bit. 
I think my buddy, who, someone I know, uh, refunded it. And like, the thing is on the refunds thing, like I can't blame you. Like I really can't blame you if you want to get a refund. <clears throat> you know, my I I would say. Well, I don't know. I guess I me personally, I guess I just want to believe in the happy ending. I think that's probably what my issue is, where I'm just like, you know, you guys should really stick with it because it's gonna get good. But then I'm kind of being a hypocrite because I'm also like, well, this shouldn't be normalized. So I don't know. If you've got it and you're not satisfied with the purchase, I say just refund it, honestly. That's, you know, you didn't ask for my advice, but <laughs> that's my advice. All right, son. That's all right. Fuck Cyberpunk. I'm done talking about Cyberpunk. It's a fun game. It's worth checking out. Um, What else did I have? Is any, Okay, this is just like a, something I was thinking about yesterday, dude. Like, is anyone else sick to fucking death of these 2020 bad memes? Like, every fucking company. And, like, I don't want to rant about 2020 because that's kind of my issue here. But... Dude, these companies, like, they keep using, oh, 2020 sure is a shitty year in their advertising. And, like, not to be fucking anarchist, fucking Johnny Silverhand badass, I'm going to blow up Amazon. But, like, really feels dystopian. Like, I really fucking hate it, dude. I really hate these fucking ads. I hate these fucking corporations, dude. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not, I'm, I'm not cool enough to be an anarchist or a terrorist. I'm not going to do anything, obviously. I can only dream. But I just hate how, like, I mean, I'm fucking looking at Netflix. I mean, dude, what is, I mean, I, I, well, never mind. I was about to talk shit and be like, well, what is it? What has Netflix even done this year? And they've done a couple of pretty good series and movies. I'm not going to lie. Queen's Gambit. Who hasn't seen that? I, I enjoyed it. What's that girl's name? Anna Taylor Joy. She's pretty good. I, I like her a lot. It's a good show. Eight episodes, limited series. That's how you got to do it. We'll get to that. I'm sick of 2020. Uh, uh, Netflix, the reason I brought them up is that they're doing a, um, I don't know, like some kind of special or some kind of end of the year bullshit where it's like death to 2020. And I'm like, <sighs> like, I get it. It's a shared experience, but I almost feel like making it a meme kind of diminishes the shit that people have gone through. And I hate to be the kind of guy who's like offended on behalf of other people, you know, cause like I've gone through some pretty bad shit this year myself. I'm not going to rant about it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to bore you guys with it cause no one cares, but like, I'm not personally offended, but I mean, like, people have lost their fucking homes, dude. Like, people are, like, homeless now. People have lost their jobs, myself included. People have lost their jobs, their homes. They're, like, on they're on their last fucking, like, their last couple fucking pennies. And, every, and the, everyone's big response is, boy, 2020 sure was bad. I wonder what's going to happen next. What's the boss fight for 2020 going to be? Ha, ha, ha. I don't know. Because at the same time, I've also been a big believer of the whole... Um, of the mindset of you can either laugh or you can cry and I choose to laugh. So I don't know. I might just be talking out of my ass and I might just be sick of memes in general. I might just have spent too much time on social media this year. Dude, oh, I'm gonna, oh, fucking honestly, speaking of 2020, just the thought I had, wouldn't it be crazy? Wouldn't it be amazing if the fact that we were all on social media so much this year made us appreciate the real world? I feel like such a fucking boomer. I'm calling this a boomer episode. Fuck it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we went outside? No. But, like, dude, social media sucks, man. Like, it's the worst shit in the world. Sorry. I'm a burpee boy right now. Social media really is the worst shit, dude. Like, you, you see what it does to people. I mean, I'm look, I look at what it did to me because I've been pretty much off it recently where it's just like, you know, you look at it, you compare yourself to other people. You surround yourself with the, the worst parts of humanity and, like, the worst parts of the news. And, like, there's good shit that comes from it, sure. But I, I would say overall, probably not a good call. <laughs> the, um, 
there was some um there was some doc it was the uh, the social dilemma i think i heard it was really good i i didn't see it because i honestly can't really handle those really these these really real really depressing uh, documentaries because i'm just like oh fuck the world definitely sucks oh no that, that the world definitely sucks and i can't do anything about this aspect god damn it it's like it's like that uh there's this one other um like docu series on uh, netflix called the family where it's about this big it's i don't even know how to describe it. it's like this bit i'm hang on i'm gonna look it up um but i like i remember i saw food uh food inc when i was um <laughs> when i was in college and it bummed me the fuck out like it it made me want to be uh, vegan like it made me want to be vegan but i was like ah, i can't do it and like i'd heard about some of the shit that happens in it like they show um they show fucking like de-beaking like it's the most fucked up thing i've ever seen in my life dude like apparent i don't know if they do it anymore but apparently it's like and we'll get back to the family in a sec but i'm i'm on this now this is fucked up it's like so the chickens are so packed and i'm not trying to make you guys vegan i'm not vegan yet but i'm, I'm working on it hang on let me put my mic in the stand so i can talk with my hands even though you guys can't see me so the way they do chickens is that they bunch them together so, or they did at least is that they pack them together so fucking tightly that the chickens literally go insane and start pecking each other. Like they'll just straight up kill each other because there's nothing else. That's your whole life, dude. You're in a cage surrounded by other screaming people. That's your life. If you're a chicken, if you're a chicken in these big disgusting Monsanto farms. And so what they do, they fucking have the chicks come down a, like when they're born, they have these chicks come down a conveyor belt or like come down a chute. And this person, it's like a person. Like I have to imagine by now, if they still do it, they have a machine for it. But there was this person in the dock who just rips the beak off with this little like clipper thing. They rip the beaks off these chicks. It's so fucked up. I'm laughing because it's so fucked up. It's just an example. You can laugh or cry. It's so fucked up because then they just kind of like throw them into a cage or throw them down a chute that leads to another cage. And then (laughs) it's so fucked up because the reason they're like, oh, well, we have to do it because it's a minor inconvenience because sometimes they kill each other. Ah. It's wild. Anyway, I found this uh, family miniseries. Uh, it's uh, a series examines a conservative Christian group known as the Family of the Fellowship, its history, and its influence on American politics. Like, I just watched the trailer for this bitch, and I was already depressed. It was all like, they were showing like, ooh, they're in with the fucking, they're in with everybody. Like, they have, the, they have their fingers, <clears throat> like, in everything. And I'm like, that's so hard to wrap my head around, the fact that a group, like, a single group has that much power. Or like not even power that much reach you know i'm not saying they run the world but it's like they're definitely in the rooms where the world is run you know what i'm saying <clears throat> it's fucked up dude it's so bizarre to me and i can't watch that kind of shit because it's just like the social dilemma uh fuck let's hit my mic uh the social dilemma you know fucking uh the family fucking nah the other thing i was just talking about i can't watch that shit and i also can't watch tiger king because <laughs> No, I just, I don't know. I heard Tiger King was kind of skewed in a weird direction. Like, it wasn't an unbiased documentary, from what I understand, what's kind of come out. So, uh, I don't know. Those memes feel kind of weird now that I know that. So, I, I don't know. I, I really don't have any interest in watching it. Uh, all right. Let's see what else we had on the docket here. All right. So, speaking of film, I actually wanted to start doing this thing on episodes because I've kind of gone through a lot the last uh, couple months. Got on a really big character arc. I've kind of, uh, I, I, well, I mean, this whole year, really, but especially over the last few months, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, especially over the last few months, I kind of, okay, so if you don't know me, if you're a, if you're a random 
God bless you. Tell your friends. Say it again. Podcast at gmail.com. Say what up. Uh, or say it again. Pod at gmail.com. Say what up. Say hi. Uh, I'm a writer. I uh, I used to have a problem with kind of claiming that because I don't have any published work and I haven't done anything with my life, even though I'm 25. God. But I, I've definitely become more comfortable with saying, hey, I'm a writer. And I'll tell you why. It's because I've written a lot. I've written quite a bit. This isn't a flex. This isn't me flexing at all. This is me just saying, hey, I've written a lot. People ask me, what do you do? I say, I'm a writer. Okay. It's what I like to do. It's what I genuinely believe I'm best at and what I'm probably probably meant to do in life. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. So for the longest time, and I've been writing since, well, I mean, since I was like a, a kid, but I mean, I got really serious about it when I was uh, 17 because I was doing a senior project. We had to do this senior project in high school. It was like, I mean... It was. I don't know if all high schools do this, but my high school, uh, we did this thing where it was like a, a senior project, and it was like I don't remember. I think it was if instead of a a period, or like instead of a class in your senior year, you do a, a project, and the project could be about anything. Uh, I'm trying to think of other examples that people did. I think someone started a business, or like you know did like a business plan. I don't know if they actually started it, but like you know, you 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 do something. Uh, someone did that. Someone got this. This my buddy got really good at archery. Uh, shout out Forrest. Uh, he uh, he got he did archery, got really into it. Uh, uh, fuck, uh, another buddy of mine did. Uh, he went and job shadowed a game developer. Uh, wow, that's all I can remember off the top of my head. Jeez. Uh, well, people did like someone composed a piece of music, someone directed, you know, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. So I wrote a script. I decided to write a screenplay, and so what you have to do is uh, find a mentor in that field. And I was like, well, shit, I don't know anybody who's a mentor who writes. And I was like, I guess I'll ask a. Well, this is actually kind of a funny story. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll show you with you guys. Uh, I, I was like, I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll ask my English teacher. I mean, I guess. And then my stepdad hits me out of nowhere and goes, "Hey, I know Bold Goldman, uh, screenwriter for uh, <laughs> One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, Meet Joe Black, and Scent of a Woman, and a couple other things. Do you want him to be your mentor?" And I'm like, "Fuck no, I don't want." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck no, I don't want him to be my mentor. This man has two Oscars. Why would I want him to read my shitty script?" And he was like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Dude, I have, like, no self-confidence. I'm really working on this now. But, like, back then, I was like, dude, this this 80, this I think he was, I think he was, like, 78 at the time. He's like, this set, no, he's, like, 80. And I was like, this 80-year-old man is not going to want to take the time to read my dumb script about a writer falling in love. <laughs> like, no one, want, no one wants to read that script, let alone a guy who's won two Oscars. And they convinced me, and I got over myself. And um, he actually helped me quite a bit. And it was there that I really uh, started to get serious about writing. It was where I realized it was what I wanted to do. And uh, for the longest time, I actually wanted to have that film done, the movie that I wrote in high school. I wanted to have it shot and made and done and everything by the time I turned 25. And I, I turned 25 in November, and I, well, leading up to my, 24, my 25th birthday, I kind of went through a lot, a big, um, big character arc. Are my audio levels okay? Yeah, okay. I kind of went through a big uh, character arc where I... Um, I guess my my work kind of imploded in on itself. So okay, so just to give you an idea of what I what I've done, I uh, I wrote a feature length screenplay. After that, I wrote uh, two seasons of a series. After that, I wrote a mini series, and I've been kind of working on other stuff off and on. But the thing I always find myself running into is that I just overwork the projects. You know, they I kind of I don't know. I don't know if the term kill your darlings uh, necessarily uh, works here, but it's more like uh, perfection, I guess. It's perfection and kind of obsession because for a while, uh, 
for a while I've, I've, I've felt kind of lost in life. I've, I've felt left behind because I look at other people, which you shouldn't do. I know this isn't a smart or healthy thing to do, but like, I just look at and compare myself to other people like a dumbass, and like everyone is doing something, dude. Everyone has their life on track. Like every single person I know has their life on track. And it's, and I was sitting here and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just working on scripts. And then when I quote unquote finish something, I'll just write something else or I'll keep working on that. And it's never, nothing's going to get done. And I realized what it was. And the, there we go. Confession time with the boys. All right. So here's what happened. I realized sometime last year, I think it was on the Unbreakable Hour, another podcast that I do off and on. Uh, check it out. I do it with my buddy Josh. We, um, I kind of realized on the mic that most of the things that I do, I do because, or I, I did. We're, ta- we're past, past Anthony, past Anthony. I was like, most of the things that I do, I do because I want people to like me. And that's really fucking embarrassing to admit to yourself. Like, I think that's the reason that it never, like, clicked for me um, for the first 24 years. Uh, is because I, uh, I, it's embarrassing and it's stupid, but I realized, I was like, wow, a lot of the stuff that I do, I do because I want people to like me and I want people to think that I'm cool. And I don't know why. I've been trying to figure out why that is. I, you know, I guess the cliche is like, oh, I've never felt cool or understood or listened to or anything. You know, it's, I guess it could be that because like, I mean, dude, I don't know if I ever talked about it on this podcast, but I'm just going to retell it because I'm nothing, if not the same four stories over and over again. Like in high school, I mean, dude, like look at fucking high school. I was friends with two of the coolest guys like I have ever met in my life. And like, they were the coolest dudes on earth. And then there's me who's like, I'm a nerd. Hey, I have braces and a beard and I'm 12. You're not 12 in high school, but you get my point. And so like, I mean, just for like a, a kind of example, you know, if I was walking with the two of them, I, you know, they'd get greeted by everybody and I would just be like, golly, why don't girls like me? And then in high school, I would also be the same way. Got him. Woo. All right. No, it, it was that way in high school. And I'm not blaming them. I'm not blaming that situation in particular. I'm just giving you like an example. Maybe that has a bit to do with it. Maybe I've just wanted to be cool. Maybe I just wanted to be liked by people. I don't know. I I think it's because I have no... Um, this is feel weird. This isn't therapy, but I, I think it's because I have no real self-worth of my own. I, I really don't. And so I look for validation in other people. I feel like that's probably what it is. But we'll work on that. We'll, uh, we'll eventually get to therapy. But so, yeah. So I kind of realized that. And I was like, fuck that is like the worst reason to do this this is that is the worst reason in my opinion that's one of the worst reasons you could get into a creative art a creative art fuck i gotta get i gotta fucking put my beanie on and pull out my college diploma that i didn't get the um getting into the arts so that people will like you i think it's kind of weird i i almost feel like you need no i don't almost feel like it i i gave my friend some advice because i you know, we shot a doc last year and I've had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. That's kind of fucked that up. And I'll t- get back to this doc in a sec. But so I, I met, um, I, I got to know a lot of the kids. And so a couple graduated and they fucking asked me <laughs> for like advice, <laughs> for like advice after high school. I was like, buddy, 
it doesn't get better. I don't know. No, it does get better. Fuck if. Oh boy, life is definitely better than it was in high school. At least I'll tell you that. But the um, and so one girl uh, asked me. She was like, "Hey, I want to get into film too. Do you have any uh, advice?" And that's kind of when it clicked for me. Or that's one of the big. Mo- there are a couple moments where it really clicked for me. The first was on that podcast with Josh. Second was um. Oh, this is like the third time. But so she asked me that, and I'm like, "Oh shit." You know, so I gave her like blah, 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 blah. And then I gave her the biggest piece of advice. And I was like, listen, this is not a career or like career. This is not something you do because you want to make money or you want to be. You don't do it because you want to be rich and famous. You do it because you want to. At the end of the day, that's what to me, that's what film, writing, painting, theater, art, the arts. That's what it is. And I guess that's why I get so personally offended by shit like Disney where they're just like, we can make a trillion dollars by showing a creepy CGI Luke Skywalker for 20 seconds. And I don't mean to show on Mandalorian. I actually thought it was kind of a good season finale. One of the only episodes I've seen in that show. I'm not a fan of Star Wars. So that was one of the big things I was dealing with. And so I realized that that is... I don't want to say that's why I did the documentary. But... I don't know. I've, it had to have been at least an aspect. Had to have been. You know, I don't know. I, I'm i willing to bet. I would be willing to bet that it was. A part of it was, oh, I'll fucking, I'll be the guy. You know, I'll be the guy. And um, it it didn't blow up in my face or anything, but the, the timeline has been irrevocably fucked. And I now, we're back on track with it. If anyone was wondering about the update on this documentary, I, uh, I have my friend, my editor friend working on it in... Um, in Florida right now, so it'll be done at some point, but it still needs a lot of work, and it's going to be a while, and I kind of have to live with the consequences of that, because I fucked up, and I did it in the wrong way for the wrong reasons, and uh, that hurts, that really sucks, and it sucks for a lot of people, because I know a lot of people were uh, had eyes on it, were looking forward to it, and um, you know, it's not like it's the single worst thing to ever happen, it's just like, fuck, I just hate that it's taken this long, dude, I really do. Like I have people ask me about it and I'm like, it's, it is being worked on and it is, it's just this whole year has been fucked with that and everything else. So that was kind of what I realized. Don't do this because you want people to like you do this because you want to. And now that's finally where I'm at with uh, my work at least. Um, because I, I really do like my work. I mean, that's, you know, I, I said I don't really have any self-confidence for whatever reason. I have no real self-worth except in my art. My art. Oh, God, I hate myself. Except in my work. Because uh, I really do. I do like my work. I think some of it is aged. And I think uh, if I were to make anything currently, I'd probably have to rewrite some stuff. But, like, I like my work. I like I like my character stuff. I don't know. So... I guess what this is all leading up to is that I kind of want to start um, doing more with my life and uh, kind of build shit up a little bit more and actually do stuff more than just write and then put it away and then never do anything with it. So I'm going to start doing kind of updates on projects that I'm working on. Um, I'm not really going to drop any uh, names or plot details, like nothing super in-depth until they get a little more concrete. Um I guess it's because I have a I have a slight fear of uh, plagiarism. I mean, not like my work is so good that everyone would want to plagiarize it, but 
you know, I, I like my stuff. You know, if so, if I see someone making something that I did, I'm going to be a little sad about it. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to kind of start talking about some of the projects I'm working on just to kind of keep me motivated. You know, tell anyone who's interested what I'm working on. So uh, let's kind of start. Um, I had um, so here's an interesting one and I'll get to the more realistic ones here in a minute. But this is kind of a project kind of been an overarching project. Uh, I already mentioned the doc. That's the big overarching project uh, that is being worked on right now in uh, Florida, and that'll be done. I really can't put a time frame on it. I, I don't fucking know, dude. But th- I've had this overarching project. This is kind of like <laughs> it's kind of weird because this is kind of like my first project ever. I think it was the very one of the very first things I ever started writing or first creative things I started doing. It was a book, and I started writing this bitch in uh, middle school. <laughs> I think I've started in like seventh grade and it was bad obviously well the thing is it was always meant to be a trilogy and so I wrote three books quote-unquote back in middle school which sounds more impressive than it is I mean they were novellas at best I think the longest one was maybe 50 pages (laughs) you know and they were written like ass dude like here's the thing I reread them recently and I was like man this is pretty bad but I could kind of see what I was going for so here's what I did. I, I finished those books. I put them away. I think I finished the last one in like eighth grade or something. And I was like, cool, done with those. Great. I can never need to do anything with them again. And then I kind of rediscovered them two years ago or a year ago, year or two ago. And I reread all of them for some reason. And I was like, this is horrible. This is ass. And it's written terribly. And the story makes no sense. And things are resolved in like two sentences. And the characters are kind of bunk and the villain makes no sense but the i can kind of see the skeleton i can kind of see what i was going for and i'll just i mentioned that i don't want to talk too much about plot details or anything here but like i will just i will kind of give you the basic overview shit um the the book is about a um a kid in high school who uh, builds a time machine and you know there's a bunch there's there's a lot more to it but i kind of realized so I saw that and I started rewriting the book and uh, I, I like where I'm at right now with it. I, I really like this new version of it, but I've gotten to, I think 60 something pages and I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, so what's the story? You know, like I, at this point I've just kind of had characters doing stuff. It's all kind of a big, I don't want to say it's all an introduction cause it is like 60 pages, but it's a lot of, uh, well, to give you context, like they haven't invented the time machine yet. Like I'm really, I'm still trying to build up characters. Uh, it's a story that kind of reaches across different time periods as well. Time periods. Well, it, it crosses about like maybe 50 years. And uh, so I'm kind of trying to build all that up first and then like, and then do something with it. But the thing is, I don't know what the story is yet, which is really annoying. Like I have... Like, I don't have a story for it. It's just cool shit that happens. Like, I have the ending. Like, I have where I want to get to. And, like, I have a couple set pieces in this book and the later books as well. But, like, I don't really have, like, a through story. You know what I'm saying? Like, to give you an example, like, uh, I don't know. Look at any piece of art. I mean, uh, let me look at my movies here real quick. Uh, Look at uh, Rocky, you know. The plot is, you know, a guy's a boxer. You know, he wants to box and be the the goat. But it's about the character of Rocky. It's about his struggles and getting close with Adrian. And, you know, 
I, I don't want to say that he's becoming nicer because he's always a nice guy, but it's very much about him as a character. It's a character study, if nothing else. And that's what the movie's about. You know what I'm saying? It's not about boxing. It's about Rocky Balboa. Like my book, it's not about time travel. It's about something else, and I'm not there yet. And so I really might have to take a long break with that one, which sucks, but I I don't want to like keep working keep writing this shit out and then realize like when I'm at the end where I'm like oh cool fucking nothing happened in this book so I don't know that's gonna that's gonna take some work I um let's see other one I'm I'm not gonna make it this long every time by the way guys I'm just this is just kind of like the update episode where I talk about shit but the um the next one is a um I got this dramedy kind of uh, in the works I wrote I finished my feature my second feature film uh, it's set in San Diego and, uh, we might, I might look into getting that made. I don't know. We'll see. I, I got some stuff cooking and uh, I'll give you some more news about that when it gets a little more concrete. I'm pretty excited about that. So the final thing is a little announcement that I'm really excited about that. I'm not going to go too far into this episode. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it either next episode or the episode after. So it's like one of the next few episodes. I'm going to talk in a lot more detail about this uh, this shoot for this uh, miniseries that I wrote. And, uh, you know, I'll give you more of the details, but it's, it's definitely my main focus right now because it's the most real. We, um, I, I, I've spent the last couple months putting together a shoot, and we actually started shooting, but the thing is, is that it's really hard to get people together right now with uh, covid which sucks balls because I really liked what we got. And I really, I just want to, I fucking love my actress, my main lead actress, my actress. I love my employee. No, uh, the actress that I have for the female lead, she's great. Uh, I, I absolutely adore her. I think she's fantastic in the role. Uh, I think the other casting that I've done is, is very well. I think I've got, I've got it. Like I have the vision, you know what I'm saying? Like I have the vision and I have like all this shit. I have it all planned out. I got my director's notebook. I bought a big trapper keeper because I'm a virgin. And it's all coming together. It looks great. But the problem is fucking COVID. And I can't get people together. And I need to work with uh, older people, which sounds bad. But, you know, people who aren't 25. You know what I'm saying? I need to work with slightly older people for this project. And it's just not really possible right now. Because I live in this whack-ass town where half of it is full trump tarred conservative and the other half is full biden harris hippie it's so it's such a bizarre place because there was like a huge uh influx of like hippies in the 70s who like rushed this place apparently i guess that's what happened i don't know but it's such a weird dichotomy that i have here and so like no one i don't know dude like it's impossible to get people together because yeah half the people talk shit on the virus and don't think it's a real thing and then the other half do take it seriously the half that i actually want to work with do take it seriously and uh, and uh don't want to be in crowds which i get and that's the thing i can't even be mad i'm more mad at myself than anything because i'm my mother's son and that's our default is to beat ourselves up over everything so i've i've had to postpone this shoot which really sucks because i was excited and i'm still excited about it but it's just like fuck i hate i hate having to wait dude i hate having to wait for the for shit that I really like, like this, like this, like over the summer, uh, I was working with some buddies. I think I mentioned it, you know, I was talking, we were, we did the George episodes, we were working on these big projects and I realized, and I don't remember if I mentioned it on those episodes, but I realized I was having a bad day one day. And then, um, me and George go and shoot something 
and it was just like some quick little thing for like uh for his mom i think it was like a little thing you know talking about her business and i was like wow dude something this simple made me so happy like i think making movies is literally my favorite thing that's literally my favorite thing to do right behind seeing movies in a theater which isn't possible so i at least got one um and so i'm I'm reflecting on that line that really just affects me from the room uh or not from the from the room from the uh, disaster artist where um the the mom actor actress is like uh, i don't remember her name <clears throat> the, the actress is all like uh the worst day on a movie set is better than the best day anywhere else and i think whether you agree with that or not is obviously subjective but i do <laughs> and i do believe it i really do like i think back on working at cvs and like the best days i've ever had i ever had at cvs you can't beat even a <clears throat> even the last day that we shot where I forgot my battery pushed us back like three hours. It was a disaster. We got half of a scene done. It was a fucking horrible day on the set, but it was beautiful and I loved it and I loved it more than anything else. And so I've realized that's what I want to do. And that's why I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> that's why I'm so fucking mad that I have to push the shoot back now, which sucks. But it's like, again, what are you going to do? Uh, so that's a little tease, a little tease for the next step. But one thing that I did want to do really quick before we sign off is, uh, so I'm putting together this shoot and I've, I'm actually really interested in film and film and film business, like the business side of it too. Like I always like to kind of keep, or I used to, ha ha ha, COVID 2020 bad. I, I always used to like to keep up with uh, the box office numbers and like kind of predict what would make how much. Because it's really interesting because a lot, like, they don't just release movies, like, I mean, this might be obvious to say, but they don't just release movies whenever. It's very calculated. It's very planned out when a certain movie is released when. Like, look at blockbusters. Those big, dumb, let's just say Transformers. I hate to say Transformers. Let's just say, that's, why do you think all the Transformers movies came out during summer? Because during summer, no one has anything to do. Everyone just wants to go to an air-conditioned place and see shit blow up. And that's why all the blockbusters come out in summer. And it's genius. And that's why they make so much money. I think superhero movies usually come out. <sighs> superhero movies. I think Marvel movies come out in uh, summer as well. Because I think they do a two movie a year. <sighs> I think they used to do a two movie a year um, release schedule. And so they do. They would do one in like March or April. And then one in like late summer. I think that's how they would do it. I really don't know. And I don't know how to Google that. So I'm not going to bother. But it makes a lot of sense. You know, you look at. I don't know. Whenever movie theaters open up again and shit starts coming back, I actually really implore you guys. It's kind of interesting. Look at the movies that are currently out and and start wondering, like, I wonder why that movie's out. Like, why is that movie being released now? And it's like, well, because the demographic probably fits. Like, uh, I think Tenet was supposed to originally come out in, um, like, November? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. But Tenet was supposed to release in some... Um, some um fuck i can't i really need a co-host dude <laughs> i can't do this i can't fucking search for shit while i while i do this uh september 3rd in the united states so yeah so the end of summer you know because this isn't like a big blockbuster movie in my opinion i did see tenet look i believe covid's a real thing but at the same time seeing movies in theaters is literally my favorite thing to do that's not an exaggeration i like it more than good food uh, I like it more than sex because it's a lot less work. Uh, I like it more than Cyberpunk 2077 because of work. Got him. So 
I don't know. I find the the business of it all kind of interesting. And and Tenet, uh, in my opinion, not a very big blockbuster. I don't want to get on a side tangent here because I do have a point that I'm getting to. But Tenet was uh, it was interesting. It's very is an interesting flick. It was very artsy. Um, and the best review I can say for it is that it feels like it feels like someone was working on it for 20 years, and so all the characters, motivation, story, and world make sense to specifically who wrote it. And it is exactly what happened because Chris Nolan was working on that movie for 20 years. And so it probably makes perfect sense to him and it's probably fucking sick for him. And you know, it was cool. I I literally didn't understand anything that happened. Like everyone always made that joke with inception, but if you didn't understand inception, dude, come on, it's really not that difficult. Now tenant dog. It's like, I don't even understand what fuck happened, but that's fine. He played with time travel. It made a lot of sense to him. It was a, it was worth seeing a movie in theaters. Fuck it. I'll buy it. Point is, I find film business very interesting, and what's fucked is how expensive the shit is. Like, I heard that Mindhunter was a stupid expensive shoot. Like, I'm gonna, I actually have a, uh, I have an article saved here where, because I, I, I've heard about that, and I was like, how fucking much is it? And so then I found a list of the ten most expensive Netflix series, and I kind of thought I would talk a little bit about this because I find how much is spent on movies and, by extension, uh, television or television i guess series would be the word because it's not television it's like a series it's just a long-form movie excuse me so here's the top 10 most expensive uh, netflix original shows so and these are the netflix originals so uh, daredevil jessica jones and luke cage uh apparently they all cost 40 million dollars a season which kind of makes sense because that's the marvel money you know they uh, if i remember correctly they uh yeah it was i think it was marvel uh, so, Variety reports that the entire comic book inspired lineup was initially allotted a total budget of two hundred million dollars, <laughs> which is two hundred million dollars is about how much they spend on like a big blockbuster movie. I think the most expensive movie ever made was it was uh, at World's End that Pirates, <laughs> that Pirates of the Caribbean movie. But I gotta imagine it has to be like Endgame by now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. Number one. Oh shit. Okay. No, never mind. We're going to take a break from the top 10. We'll get to another, we're going to hit another list really quick. <laughs> top five, uh, most expensive films of all time. Number five is tied with, uh, justice league and pirates of the Caribbean at world's end. So it's still pretty high up. I'm kind of surprised. And then, uh, the other ones you can kind of predict, uh, number four, infinity war, number three, Endgame. number two, age of Ultron. Weirdly enough. What the fuck? There's a whole $10 million difference between Endgame and Age of Ultron. 356 to um, 365. That's not 10. I mixed up my numbers. But there's that's kind of weird how it was more expensive. Most expensive movie of all time is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 4, which is nuts to me because I don't remember anyone seeing that movie. I'm going to on Stranger Tides. I want to see how much that movie made. Because, I, like I said, I'm kind of curious about this kind of shit. Box office. So it costs $379 million, $380 million to make. And it made back... Like, why did they spend so much money on this shit? Oh, that's why. <laughs> oh, that's... Okay. Yeah, okay. So the domestic... Yeah, there it is. All right. So it's uh, it's one of those movies that they made for foreign audiences, which is fine. But it kind of ruins movies for people because they're focusing on making shit as big as possible so they can make as much money as possible. So, 
yeah. So it made two hundred forty million dollars um, domestically, and then internationally, it made eight hundred and four million dollars, making a billion dollars worldwide, which is insane to me. Uh, I wonder how much the next one made. You know what? Uh, this is another. You know, I don't want to. I'm getting distracted. I'm wasting your guys' time. So let's talk about these things. Number seven was Hemlock Grove for $40 million a season. Now, I never saw Hemlock Grove, actually. I don't remember what it was. I think it was that month horror thriller. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember this flick. I um, or this flick, this show. Uh, fortunately for Netflix, it seems Hemlock Grove wasn't worth the cost. <laughs> the show earned dismal reviews and ended up getting canceled after three seasons. Man, so they dropped for $120 million total, and then it just gets canceled. That's crazy to me. Like, how much money Netflix has to just throw stacks <laughs> just throw fucking stacks at these people it's like all right make a show and if it fails fuck we'll just cancel it um number six orange is the new black for 50 million dollars a season good lord uh, as variety reported in 2013 netflix's prison drama cost a little under four million dollars per episode dude that is nuts to me that's crazy because i remember back in um Back when Walking Dead, like season three or four came out and they announced it was like a million dollars per episode. And I was like, damn, that's nuts. That's crazy. How did they do that? And then four million dollars per episode on Orange is the New Black. Good Lord. I wonder where all that money went. Well, I guess they. I watched most of Orange is the New. I, I hate myself because I watched every single season except for the last one because I just wasn't feeling it by then. First and second episodes are the best. The rest are kind of whack to me. But. I wonder where all the money went because like it's not like it's a it's not a bad show and like the production value is there but like do they shoot on location that's probably where all the money goes they probably just shoot at a prison Uh, I'm not going to look it up because it's going to take too long but uh, number five house cards 60 million dollars a season wow that's quite a bit 4.5 million dollars an episode Jesus Christ Large budget me. Okay, listen, I'm not going to, I don't want to get on the whole thing about this, but like Kevin Spacey, you know, not a great dude. That's fine. I'm of the opinion that you can separate the art from the artist. And I still really, really enjoyed House of Cards up till season five, the last season, no other seasons. He was amazing in that. I mean, look, dude, him and Robin Wright, the casting on that show was fucking nuts. The first three, I mean, that whole show was great, but the first three seasons were prime. I would even argue that House of Cards built Netflix. I, I frankly really would uh, say that because that was one of their first major shows. Uh, they put a lot of money into it, clearly. <laughs> they um, It won them Emmys. It made them, like, it put them on the map. And, you know, I'm not saying they should have just kept Kevin Spacey on or, like, thanked him for <laughs> building their streaming service. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that why even bother making the, that sixth season, dude? Why even bother? And then, like, just mention Frank Underwood dying off screen. Like, again, I don't know what you could have done, but, like, I'm saying, like, I'm not saying he should have been on it, or fuck, in a perfect world, you should have just had him on it and then just not paid him. <laughs> no, I'm just saying never make that last season. I don't know why you would do that. Anyway, Marco Polo is number four, $90 million a fucking season. Jesus Christ, why are these so expensive? Um, Despite the big debut... Middling reviews in its freshman season, regardless of the last. Dude, it only had two seasons. Wow, $90 million a season for two seasons. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. That's almost, what is that? That's almost $200 million total 
for a disaster. I never saw this show, but I, I got to imagine it was a lot of... Um, oh, well, here it is. Uh, owes much of his costly expenses to intricate sets, elaborate costumes, and other expensive materials. Okay, well... And I imagine they shot a lot on location too, because if I remember correctly, that was a lot of exterior shots, a lot of, a lot of costumes. I think it actually got nominated for an Emmy for a costume design, but I don't remember. Uh, number three, Sense Eight with a hundred and eight million dollars per season, should come as no surprise. Blah blah blah. It's estimated that the drama costs nine million dollars per episode. Wow costliest season that's crazy so number two is the get down i never saw sense eight i heard it was good uh number two is the get down which i've never even heard of for 120 million dollars a season dude what do they spend this money on <laughs> i'm so curious like they don't uh i wish they like broke down what it was originally had a budget of 7.5 million dollars per episode for a 12 episode freshman season that would put the an already high wow Whoa, dude. Okay, so it originally had a $7.5 million bu- budget per episode. But Lerman, uh, Baz Lerman, he has a reputation for being a perfectionist, <clears throat> says, soon began clashing creatively with producer Sony Pictures Television, resulting in multiple changes in showrunners and writers. Due to the months of behind-the-scenes drama, the sh- project ended up going way over budget, costing at least $120 million overall. And that's with New York State tax incentives included. Wow, that's nuts. <clears throat> I don't have time to get into the tax state or state tax incentives, but basically if you shoot in a certain state, it'll cost you less or you'll get more tax bonuses. That's the really simplified version. Wow, that's crazy. Baz Luhrmann. He made a really good um, Greg Gatsby movie. I did, did people like that? Hold on. I'm going to look that up on IMDb really fast. I'm going to start wrapping it up here in a minute, guys, but I want to see if people actually like the Great Gatsby because... The thing that people, the issue that people had with it, they were like, it's a lot of CGI. And I was like, well, that's kind of the point. Because, like, it's supposed to show how exuberant and how over the top that lifestyle and, like, that time that he was trying to bring across. That, uh, I think it was F. Scott Fitzgerald. I'm about to out myself as a dumbass if that's wrong. I, um, 7.2 out of 10 user score. Yeah, that's okay. I don't know why I thought people hated that movie a lot more. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think it was very timely. I thought it was very interesting. All right, let's wrap this up. Number one is The Crown. $130 million a season. Jesus. I've never seen this, but... Wow, I didn't know it cost... Packed with lavish costumes and grandiose sets. The show's freshman season cost $140 million to make. Among... Oh, my God. Among the expenses encompassing the sky-high budget were a life-size replica of Buckingham Palace and at least 7,000 costumes, including a $30,000 recreation of Queen Elizabeth's wedding dress. Wow. The high-production budget makes The Crown not only Netflix's costliest title, but also the most expensive TV show ever. Whoa, I had no idea it was that much. Wow, $130. Wow, $130 to make a season. $130 million. Wow, they really... That tells me that they put a lot of money into production value. That tells me that tells me good things because the thing is, is like they're not just throwing this money at anything. <laughs> Even though I'm contradicting myself from earlier, for a show like this, I mean, that, all that money goes into the the um, the sets and everything. I had no idea. I thought they. I'm such a dumbass. I thought they shot at fucking Buckingham Palace. I'm such an idiot. Well, wow, that's crazy. <clears throat> Shout out to Matt Smith. He's on that show. I think. I think he plays Philip. I don't know. I've also never seen that. It takes me a while to get invested into a show. I really got to like a show. You know what I'm saying? I really got to be into a show in order to um, 
to go for it. I'm actually watching One Piece right now. <laughs> An anime with 970-something episodes. So and that goes to show you what my taste is. Anyway, guys. Excuse me. Anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, like I said, next episode, episode after, we'll, uh, I'll talk about the, um, the big current project. I think you guys are going to like it. I think it's interesting. I like it a lot. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to me rant about movies and shows. Thanks for putting me in your ear and thanks for letting me, uh, talk you up a good time. Well, I had a good time. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this time. Uh, I hope you'll join us again next week when we say it again.